Welcome to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life with Tanya Penny. Listen in and learn how to use new mind, body, and spirit wisdom and supportive tools to move beyond your fears, self-doubts, and limiting beliefs. Tanya is devoted to helping you heal pain, illness, and trauma so you can enjoy a healthy body and balanced lifestyle. You deserve to fully live your passionate, purposeful life with abundance and freedom. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Vibrant Body and Abundant Life podcast, an inspiring, empowering series where some of the world's cutting edge mind, body, and spirit healers, coaches, and leaders are coming together to share with you their wisdom, their tools, so that you can move beyond your fear, self-doubt, limiting beliefs. Also, you can heal pain, illness, and trauma. I am your host, Tanya Penny, and I'm an occupational therapist and a vibrant body and abundant life coach. And I'm here because I'm devoted to supporting you to have a healthy body, peaceful mind, and balanced lifestyle. So you can fully live your passionate, purposeful life with abundance and freedom. Ah, today I am super excited to share the wisdom of William Linville with you. We're going to be diving into the very important topic of trusting, receiving, and following your something bigger guidance. So if you are on the phone today, we will be taking some live questions towards the end of the call. And you can raise your hand by hitting star two, and you can do that anytime during our conversation, and we'll go ahead and pick a few of those at the end of the call. Um, if you're on the webcast, there should be a bottom, uh, a screen at the bottom of, a box at the bottom of the screen. There we go. Um, and you can submit your questions, comments there for us. And again, we'll pick some phone and we'll pick some comments from the webcast today, questions and comments. So let me tell you a little bit about William if you are new to him. So William Linville is a divine presence of clear creator consciousness that has transcended all of the lower levels of the physical form, as well as all of the survival levels of the physical makeup that came within an embodiment, which he stepped into on the surgery table in 1996. He is here on the planet to assist you to clear out all of your egoic conflicts and structures that have held you back from fully completely marrying with your higher levels and lower levels, removing all of the structures that have kept you in conflict, the fears and barriers that have limited you and created so many separations within your consciousness, the levels that have kept you separate, segregated, and polarized from the whole universe as a whole. Ah, hello, William. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here with me and all of us today. Oh, thank you, gorgeous. What a pleasure and what a privilege it is to get to connect, play together, get run in, and also get to enjoy the exploration of assistance, vitality, and vibrancy with all of these wonderful dear ones who we get to sing and dance and play with, sweetheart. Mm, it is a privilege, William, and I'm feeling blessed, and I'm sure everybody listening here is feeling blessed today as well. So I want to start with a question that I've been hearing a lot of people ask on the planet, 
um, people in my circles, people on Facebook, um, you know, all over. And that is how can we trust something bigger when there is so much in the world that is going on right now that appears to be negative? Well, number one, it's looking at and coming to terms with really, you know, the judgment of negativity because many get wrapped up in that and then also get wrapped up in fear around really any sort of major change. And major changes are major changes. They're they're not positive nor negative per se. They just really are what they are. And when you start moving through there and start to really look at it as it is, for what it is, and through it all, well, you start seeing, you start finding that from a lot larger, let's say, um, perception, if you will, in view, you know, taking the me, me, me out of it and taking how this is affecting this direction, that direction, that direction, this direction, and just taking a breath, letting all that combustible energy really, really um, decompress to where you can actually see it for what it is. Because from there, that's where we're starting to move with, we're starting to play with, we're starting to explore all the beautiful benevolence, the beautiful light beingness of what's really going on rather than all the tiny stuff that seems so important. And then from there, you know, looking at, okay, well, why is this occurring and why is it occurring right here, right now? And that doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's personal. It doesn't matter if it's global. It really doesn't matter at all. It's that, you know, you start asking to see the long-term beneficial changes. I mean, you can look at politics, for example, and all that's coming up around that, that it's nothing new per se, but it is everything that's been hidden away behind closed doors being exposed, including behavioral mannerisms, and then even taking it further to look at much more of the larger picture of where it's going, what's going on, how it's going on, to where you're able more and more and more to see it, to see through it, but also seeing the benefit that is all coming to light right now. Because when you look around, Tony, Tanya, what do you see going on that would be perceivably um, downtrodden or negative? Hmm. That's a good question. I don't really play in the politics world, but I know that a lot of people that I talk to um, see Uh what is happening with the president as Uh something that is negative, right? He's, you know, destroying, he's, you know, he's creating all these issues and really, um, yeah, so I, I guess that that not personally for me, but I know a lot of people listening perhaps feel like the president is a negative. <laughs> it's a negative aspect uh, that's happening right now to us. Uh, 
to the planet. Yeah, kind of like Darth Vader relived, right? Now, <laughs> it's kind of interesting, right? Because you look at all of that and not being ungrounded, not being with your heads in the clouds somewhere, but when you tune into it, when you really step back for from it for a moment and ask yourself, okay, well, hmm, as an instrument and a conduit, daddy is, you know, and even as the facet of creator that he is, look at all the stuff going on that has been basically um, lingering around and mm-hmm. all of the, let's just say, prejudice uh, uh, and then from there, you know, pro-males uh, and take away females or pro-females, take away males, and then all of the underlying sex power greed shenanigans that are all being brought to a head, being nipped, being addressed, and then also just as quick being re-steered right back to the heart and also beyond just back to the heart, right down into within and through creation as a whole to where there can be no longer any hold up, any build up, or any stuff trying to stay in all these different colorful sort of hiding places. And he's doing it quite humorously and so colorfully, really having no idea consciously or cognitively what he's doing. But it's kind of interesting, you know, even where when it comes to this country, other countries, really globally, and how all the old archaic status quo is also coming up to a head to be seen, to be revisited, even to be brought to terms with. And what a wonderful exposure job that dear one's doing just by technically showing their backside. (laughs) And it's kind of humorous because, you know, it's a lot of huff and puff, a lot of ego, this, that, and the other. But anyway, we all look at it, it's exposure and so humorously being exposed that there are absolutely nowhere else, any way, shape, or form, or place for any of the, let's just say, hidden around, uh, hidden away, um, colorful, lack of integrity nonsense, how there's no way, shape, and form that any of it's getting by anymore. Hmm. I agree with you. I totally, yeah. Yeah, And if you've noticed, ever since this dear one (laughs) came in, I'll call it, came in to reigning, it's kind of funny because... How many divine feminines have literally said enough's enough? And the whole women, I guess it's called the women's empowerment, has really been stepping up and moving forward to where there's no room any longer for any sort of a margin of error, I guess you would say. To where there's nothing but nothing to be able to be or to get by or to linger. And now it's really, dear ones, in this situation, specific divine feminines that 
are starting to step up, take their power back, and say no more. And it's interesting because before all this, there was so much being shown, so much that dear ones would, let's just say, assume is normal. That's not so normal. And now there's no other way but the light shining really bright here on these situations and scenarios that there's no more going into denial, into denial over. Yeah, so it, is. I, it really is. And it makes me laugh because I don't know why it makes me laugh when you're talking about Trump, but it does. Um. Uh, well, no, it, it, it's a riot. It's, you know, watching how outrageously direct but backfiring it, everything's happening for the dear one to expose it all without any more of um, self-doubt or fogginess or anything like that. Yeah, and I, I love that explanation, too, that, you know, things that are, quote-unquote, you know, the ego may call negative, it's it's really, it's all here to help us clear out, well, first to see and then clear out all the BS that's been, um, that's been happening, right? Um, yeah, all, like you said, the, the old archaic... Yeah, old archaic stuff. Yeah, even all the perceptions and conflicts at, I don't know, the borders, immigrants, blah, blah, blah. It's so interesting how that's mm. backfiring as well, because now their ones are becoming more legal, but also gaining more and more freedom within their own life stream and their own journey to now they can come, whether it's here, whether it's Europe, whether it's Arabia. You know, where they can go to these places with their whole hearts and their whole full ability of manifestations to where they don't have to live in hiding any longer. And well, what would you say? Oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, no, without being repressed, suppressed, and having to live in the shadows. So it's interesting how all of it is being so, I'd say twisted and turned, but brought into right there into the head parts of consciousness that is no longer at all waverable or even arguable for that matter. Right. You almost can't hide from it anymore. You can't, you can't brush it under the carpet um, or the rug because it's, it's so in your face. Exactly. And... (laughs) from these colorful acts have come so many more dear ones, female and males, and then females within male structures and, you know, vice versa, how all of it's been opening up, stepping up, but then having no option but to run forward. And, Will, what would you say um, when people say, you know, oh, you know, this illness happened or this death in the family or even this money breakdown and you know how could there be something bigger um, and why would I trust it if it's letting all of this happen as well Um, you know whether it's the chronic illness uh, the money breakdown um, you know maybe suicide that's happening Um, what is your what is your um, perspective on that well it's interesting right because it's not that someone's letting it happen. It's that yourself 
you're washing your hands of everything, and I really mean not generalized, but literally everything that you're right, you're washing your hands of, and you're being very clear. Okay, been there, done that, even through the family and. You know, relatives stepping out, friends stepping out and off the planet and so forth, that, you know, you're really there looking at all of it um, right in the eyes. And you've been asking for millennia for long-term beneficial change. And now what's going around the whole planet is dear ones are being asked individually because this is where it doesn't really involve anyone else. Are you are you here to stay? Or and also that you're reaching completion in so many different ways, shapes, and forms. And of course, completion, resolution, superseding, outgrowing, and so forth, including reaching the finish line with all of your journeys in a body on a planet that you would originally signed up for in this body on this planet is that you've got to a point of resolution, you've got to a point of superseding, outgrowing, and then the next wave is being offered the opportunity to step into a whole new beginning and start rock and rolling or to drop the physicality that was very much made up of genes, DNA, and so forth that had still had that effect and lots of effects, symptomologies, ailments, so forth and so forth, that have been lingering and where you're saying, okay, you know what? Hmm. Been there, done that, wore the t-shirt and I'm ready for either a new physicality or I'm ready to play elsewhere. Mm. And then a lot, which you cannot exactly ignore, that are still somewhat um, on the fence with it, so they're not sure if they want to step out, pick up a new body, and keep running, or to divinitize their current physical form and start running from there to be able to, I guess you would say, rebuild, rewrite, recreate the physicality, but now more so in their image rather than the image that they've been told they are and so forth. And being offered the brilliant opportunity to step into, step through the physicality and superseding genetics, DNA, all of the old archaic cellular memories and going direct. So there's a lot, a lot going on with all that. And that's when you go into ailments um, that have been lingering, ailments that haven't fully overtaken you, but but also hasn't fully left. And it's that place of in-between their ones are at right now, but yet from a very, there's no other word except indecisive state. Well, and is it also, would you also say that on a soul level, we asked for these experiences 
um, whether it's an illness, um, whether it's a money breakdown, whether it's past abuse or trauma, would you say that our souls ask for these experiences in order to evolve? Well, I would say that way back when the karmic lattice work was still in place. Hmm. You know, that's a good example. You know, there's dear ones, you know, bless their hearts and all of them, actually. But the number one thing that seems to always be leading their dialogues, conversations, and their life has to do with paper monies. How much, how little, or just getting by they are and that they have and where they start really making their whole life centered around a lot of, I mean, to break it down, just a lot of paper and minerals, you know, silver and copper. But then their whole journey that has gone there, now they're having off the opportunity to start to more and more not live in denial by any means, but welcome back all that energy cleared and purified to where they are becoming more unidentified to it and with it. And it's kind of humorous on one hand because the more they become unidentified with it and all the quota e rules that it could only come in uh, through work and a paycheck. It can only come in you know, on my birthday, because, you know, people are allowed to send me checks on my birthday or Christmas or whatever. <laughs> you know, and that the ego can say, oh, okay, well, you know, that's okay. And and it makes it, – it's like a lot of boxes that the ego tries to put it in on. And that's the interesting part, isn't it? Because now we're getting rid of all the literal blockages, literal walls in that – my parents, parents, parents came over on the Mayflower or, I don't know, JetBlue these days. And it's kind of interesting. And, okay, well, their life was like this and like that. And my grandmother and her grandmother, grandmother before her, well, yeah, they all basically lived off the land like uh, cave women. And it's kind of interesting that all of those decisions – that have gone on, now you're taking in and taking on, and, well, you know, that's just, I love the cliche, that's just life. Well, life has its ups and downs, and all of these uh, colorful uh, definitions that are not even close to being true, but how, you know, many have become so conditioned and uh, so identified with and so focused on or, you know, where there's only that one in your whole life, and if you blow that, well, you know, you're going to have to settle for someone else. And um, there's only, you know, one true love and blah, blah, blah. I mean, isn't that amazing? It's kind of like reading a Hallmark card or living one <laughs> until, until you know, that identification and even challenging it. You know, why would there just be one? I mean, there was time where the karmic lattice work was totally overseeing things, per se, to where you had vows, contracts, and agreements with 
one specific dear one and sometimes more. But now all of that's null and void. And then many still get wrapped up in, okay, I better do something good if I want something good to go in my life. Or I better not have that thought and I want to fight my thoughts because I don't want to create karma in my life. And, you know, it's kind of interesting, isn't it? Because it's not there anymore. I mean, of course, if you go out and blow up, I don't know, a post office or a Walmart, of course, now there's consequences. But I wouldn't go as far as karma. <laughs> and didn't dare want to go with more shutdown because now they're truly battling themselves to where everything else in the outside world starts, you know, really going upside down, breaking apart and so forth, sweetheart. Mm, so how how can we clear out all the fear and conditioning that you're talking about and that I know is present, you know, the belief systems, the fears? How, how can we clear that out, Will, so that we can fully trust and then receive and follow our, our something bigger guidance? Well, let's look at it head on for a moment. What truly, honestly, is to fear. So you you want a specific fear? Yeah, any fear. I mean, honestly, if what would be a literal fear? Um, I would say that I've had a lot of survival fear coming up. Um, fear of surviving? Oh, yeah, like probably money-related. Like, you know, money, money related with, um, you know, having enough or losing it or um, that stuff's been coming up big for me and I know quite a few uh-huh. of my clients. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's literally look at that one. Because that has more to do, it's kind of a dance with fear versus control. Mm. So when you really sit back, and look at that, it's kind of impossible to try to control the money coming in or materializing it out of nothing. That's a difficult control monster, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can go out, get a nine to five. We can do event after event, but and also be compensated for it, but we cannot force nor control the dear ones to make a check or get cash out of their pockets, whatever. That's more of basically just how services work. Okay. Now, we can control that everyone has to pay up before they ever, you know, show up at the event. Now, even going there for a minute, though, how heavy and condensed does that feel? Yeah, I feel it feels like I'm choking. <laughs> You're talking exactly. about it. Like, uh, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, so let's go from there into a real scary place that it's going to be what it's going to be. And I say scary because 
you can't quite egoically, emotionally, analytically, or otherwise really grasp onto that, right? There's nothing that you can really, you can create, but you cannot make happen. Those are like two totally polar opposites. Okay. And then we, we're back full circle to either jumping in and running with it and trusting, which is another one of those, you know, it's like, a, what is it, five letters but super loaded. Okay, words. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, that's loaded more than the four-letter words. Okay, now, <laughs> and, and I mean, it's it, that's a biggie, right? Because uh, we can go there, but then how many times have we had our head whacked off? How many times has our body burned on fire and been lacerated, blah, blah, blah? And so we're sitting back here with our soul level and egoic structure saying, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but. And then looking at the facts, this is a whole different period and dimension than what was. It's not so barbaric, okay, to where we start taking a breath and giving yourself a chance, your higher levels, your creative levels, your manifest levels, a chance to start walking more side-by-side to where, you know, if we're going to make one agreement in our life, let's make the one, the most important one, really, that, okay, I'm going to show up. That, okay, this is occurring, that's occurring, great. Well, it's right in front of me. So, you know, obviously, uh, that's a um, great opportunity to walk through, not just to supersede, but to become free from. So that, we're opening these new pockets of abundance flowing in, right? Because now we're not covering down from it, but mm -hmm. we are jumping right into it. So what I'm hearing you say is whatever the fear is, in this case we're talking about money, realizing that many of these fears come from past life, um, old archaic stuff, and that just acknowledging the fear and saying, you know what, you don't have a hold over me anymore. It's not true in this lifetime. Um, that's no going to help you be my master. And I'm no longer letting you be my master. It's and going to help dissolve it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It actually, you in that moment just took all the energy away from it, all the power away from it. And now, can you physically feel how much deeper you can breathe? Yeah, I noticed that when I said, <laughs> you can no longer be my master, I, I, felt, I felt a shift, for sure. Exactly. And then, you know, when it tries to creep up, say, well, you know, my schedule looks like that, it doesn't look like that, blah, blah, blah. Let's just... You know, seriously, physically, <sighs> just take a breath in through our nose, hold for a moment, all the way down into our diaphragm, letting all, letting it go deeper and deeper. Then 
slowly exhaling. And now, let's go out there, light dear ones up, light things up, situations, and really, let's start becoming more expressive, you know, because as, like, I remember way back when, when I first came into the body, seriously, there was minus figures in the bank account, and then... Hmm. The old will even owed the bank money and, you know, Cox Cable, blah, 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 and all these different trivial bills. And it was like, wow, okay, well, that's kind of interesting. So <laughs> there, was no, and there was no abundance in the account. I mean, technically, seriously, minus numbers. And then, all right, you know what? Universe, creator consciousness, family, open the doors. I will show up. So the first door that opened was working in a Mormon um, a Mormon sort of warehouse to where, funny enough, you know, you're packing shelves, you're – because for some odd reason, the Mormons went shopping there, and that was like one of their mainstays. And it was interesting, and they go, all right, you know, show, let's show up, and then – I got to assist a young lady that was there, kind of more by force than anything, but because she was raised in that um, perceptional belief and um, arena with Mormonism, but she, man, she just couldn't wait to run out of the warehouse because it really wasn't her bag. So we touched base with it, and you know, she automatically started lightening up, opening up. And to where she gave herself permission to walk away and to live her own life, not trying to be in the shadow of her parents, which is beautiful on one hand. On the other hand, you know, in that organization, you're basically, you know, disfellowshipped to where not even your parents can connect with you. But, you know, that's in the works of changing. But it was so interesting to watch her wings open up. And then I knew at that point, okay, you know, this journey is continued, so we'll wrap up the next couple hours. And I left there with a turkey and, you know, all the stuff that goes with it for Thanksgiving. But then, you know, some cash, gas money per se, and plus I got to assist in the process, right? Now, mm. the next door opened up, which was um, this group wanting to pay for my um, massage table and classes. So, hey, man, I'm definitely showing up there. And one thing led to another, another. Now, I kept my word. I just kept showing up, right? Hmm. And it was interesting. It was a couple years, maybe even three, but it was hardly enough. It's like one morning I woke up. It was like living a whole different life, like literally – physically got out of bed, woke up. And it occurred to me that now we had several thousand in the bank account. It's like, wow, what happened? But it was odd because it was like overnight. Hmm. And I, from there still, just keep showing up. No agenda. So if I have, let's just say, it's one of those funny things because the ego loves to try to make you bored to where it could basically have its way with you. 
But how Hmm. could you possibly be bored when everything within you, all around you, are is alive, constant, even solidified. I'm looking at a marble table right now, and even that's super alive. And watching all the dear ones that constructed it, and so forth and so forth. And then, you know, and go to Starbucks or wherever, and it's so interesting all that unfolds just from showing up there. The phone starts to ring because I'm not focused on a nine to five schedule anymore. And now that I'm not focused over there, it's actually open to grow because there's nothing truly to hang on to. Hmm. So what I hear you saying, Will, is is showing up, um, just being, instead of sitting and worrying about, let's say, whatever the problem is, um, whether uh it's money or health or whatever, um, just really looking at what, on a daily basis, you know, what's presenting, what's showing up for you to um, dance with, play with. Um, Because that's your guidance. Because that's your guidance, what shows up. Exactly, exactly. And oh, I'm not going to live in the clouds. So I look at, okay, what's going on? And money is a real easy one because, you know, you may get every bill and a couple other ones in the mail or these these days over the computer as well. You know, it's interesting, right? Because you look at the bill and you ask yourself, okay, is there money to honor this bill, yes or no? And then you either pay it or you put it in a drawer and you go on with your day, right? The bummer is when you start carrying it. And that's where you're letting that bill compound like a million percent because now it's in on your shoulders and in your consciousness and in your body. That's a lot of power to give anything. And then, you know, where the fear is concerned, you... You just take a breath again and really sincerely ask yourself, what is the worst thing that can happen? So, Tanya, what would be the worst thing that can happen? <laughs> I guess it depends on what the, bill, your what the bill is. <laughs> I get really connected. <laughs> okay. Now, you know, let's say it's a car payment or, you know, mortgage or something. Just looking at I it. I guess. You know, either you can they pay it or you can Take you out, take your house away? I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, that's going to at least take as long as it it takes for you to create more abundance to start paying it. So basically, I'll call that kind of a wash. Okay. But so we become homeless. All right, you know, whatever. And we become homeless. We have we don't have four walls anymore, but we have a car. Okay, so, you know, now we have a mobile home. <laughs> and from there, that, <laughs> I mean, quite literally a mobile home. Now, uh, so, hmm, okay, well, one less bill any way we look at it, right? It gets growing on the road. <laughs> Yeah, road trips for everyone. And <laughs> I take it here because, okay, well, that's, you know, it's really not that bad. And, you know, you can get a hotel room or whatever it calls to you. Okay, or go to the local lake and take a big giant bath. You got the whole tub to yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and 
And then from here, you know, it's interesting how much you can just feel their one solar plexus is locking up right now. But, you know, it's interesting because it's breaking the cycle of the, quote, IE norm. Okay. But now, at least even that bill now, mortgage, you know, quite literally, it still it had it has honestly no power over you, which quite literally lets more abundance come in because we're not going to work every day and doing this and doing that just to be able to uh, pay for the home. Because now, because that's an interesting one, when the home starts to own you, and then before you know it, you're getting resembled at the home and you know all this colorful stuff. But then, okay, now we're in our mobile home, okay, and you know what? It's not really so bad once you get used to it. Or we're camping and we get to you know explore sounds, uh, birds, and all kinds of fun stuff that you never would have dreamed of if you were still in your two-story cottage or something. <laughs> so it's kind of a whole different adventure, right? I used to laugh about it because I still mean it with all my heart. I mean, so we pitch a tent at Red Rock Canyon. Or now since we're closer to the East Coast, we can drive over the Oceanochrome and call it home right on the sand. Talk about a real beach house. Now, <laughs> from there, you know, it, there's really no end. It's a giant planet now. It may not be your preference, which is understandable. You know, nothing like, uh, you know, being able to take a shower and all that fun stuff. Although you could if it's raining. Now, uh, the thing is, is that, isn't it amazing that none of that at all has any more power over you? Because remember, the core fear is the fear of death. Right. And it's kind of a oxymoron, really, because... The fear of death is more, I mean, your body is one death, and I would say is the you know most direct death, except that's not the struggle. The struggle is the death of the ego. Which I was just going to say that. <laughs> yeah, the death of mom and dad, or more often than not, dad's voice in your head. The death yeah. What are people going to think? What are people going to say? And they're going to think what they want to think, how much we can do about that. They're going to say whatever they want to say that technically is more about uh, playing power games and ego games to try to have the upper hand. Okay. And then, okay, hey, whatever works for you doesn't make it true about us. In we still just keep moving, keep running. And where we genuinely still are becoming happier and happier and overjoyed and happier. And then there's times that dear ones come back in. There's times that they move all the way out of our live stream. But can you feel the openness and receptiveness right now? Because the ego knows it's not in charge. It knows um, it's dying. And then your mind knows it's being cleared out of the ego. 
to where now we have a mind that actually works for you rather than constantly being bombarded. So, and how much um, a question, there's a couple, I'm sorry, Will, you said how much more freer? Yeah, do you, do you feel right now? Yeah, I don't feel like I'm choking anymore. And I actually feel like, like I keep laughing and I can tell that that's releasing. It's just helping me see again how ridiculous <laughs> the ego can uh-huh. How ridiculous the ego can be. And exactly. you know, there's a couple, and there's some questions coming in if you're okay with us moving to some of oh, those. Oh, anything at all, of, Yeah, because they're related, and then we'll take some phone questions too. But there's a question that came in on the webcast which relates to this, and I think it's a great question, is um, how do we tell the difference or discern between you know, if it's our ego or if it's our something bigger guidance. Um, let's say, I'm just going to throw out, they didn't give an example, but I'm just going to throw out, let's say we're, you know, we have a question about do I take this job or do I take that job type of thing. Um, how do we, okay. how do we know, you know, how do we know if it's ego or our something bigger guidance? How do we discern that when we're, when we're looking for guidance on something? Well, it's kind of amazing, right? Because, Let's go ahead and put ourselves into stepping right into, without contemplating, just stepping right into the job. And how open, how inquisitive, how life affirming. Who are you? You're, if not more, having more energy at the end of the day than you do in the morning. How much more vibrant do you feel in that position? Okay. And then it can be the opposite as well, that we start to go there and put ourselves in that position, and then we have this huge, gigantic uh, lump in our tummies where we can actually feel right this second how much you're pulling in, bracing for impact, and then how unstable it feels. Now, the first one is definitely your higher guidance and support. The other one is, well, I may make, I don't know, a dollar more an hour or a hundred more per t- paycheck, but at what price? Okay. Because yeah. yeah. then you're going to spend that and more on the chiropractor because your body keeps going out. Now, <laughs> now from there, I mean, I, and I have fun with it, but I'm very serious about it, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, it, it's one of those things where with your true guidance, you're going to feel more lively. It's going to benefit more all concerned, and obviously it's going to honor you financially. And where you're able to continue to take a breath, move forth, and also move up at the same time and hang out until something or even more vibrant. It could be a promotion, could be a raise, or it could be going to a different company with um, much 
um, higher levels of integrity, sincerity, and connectednesses that still would honor you in every way. And how your body feels, number one, how vibrant, how energized, you know, rather than contained, confined, and perceivably shut down, that it um, can seem to be at times. Hmm. When we're listening so, to more of, of the head guidance. Yeah, just as you're talking through that, you know, feeling... Um, sounds like, you know, when you're feeling more lighter, more open, then that is that is true, um, higher level, something bigger guidance, whereas if you feel kind of that choking feeling that I was feeling earlier, that that's, that's uh, ego, um, whatever the constriction and, and, is. You know, we all have different constriction, feel it different yeah, in our body. Exactly. And, and I'm, I'm given that um, answer for you to really to come to terms with what feels great is great. But then from there, that one, just to get to the simplest breakdown, one is of the heart and one is, um, it's either the heart or the ego. Oh. And it's interesting because it, you cannot necessarily analytically process what the heart is saying or feeling and why. Okay, sometimes it feels awesome, which it pretty much always does, but analytically, it doesn't necessarily make sense. Okay. And it's interesting because if, let's say even myself, I just followed the analyticalness of what made sense. I wouldn't be where I'm at today by any uh, stretch of the of the definition. I would probably still be doing um, high integrity massages through Southern California. Okay, now in Colorado and blah, blah, blah. Um, but not even close to being where I'm at now. If I were to listen to the proverbial common sense, right? Because yeah. <laughs> it didn't make sense to walk away from that, close the door, to start something new when, you know, I too, you know, I had a car payment and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, you know, here it is. Well, you're going to show up or not? And, well, of course I'm going to show up. Yeah, so, I, remember, I remember that situation for myself being called to leave my you know, my hospital job with my regular paycheck and, and starting my uh-huh. own business. So. Yeah, it didn't make sense. Um, it didn't seem logical, but it was what my heart was calling me to do. Yeah, and how from there we really just step into it, step up, and letting it go where it goes. So we have another question here, Will. It says, William, we are programmed to believe that in order to fully heal, from a disease or illness, we have to clear the root cause and all its associated energies. How true is this in these times? Is it now possible to experience instant and miraculous healing? Absolutely. But when you go there, 
you know, you take care of the cause, the core, the record, and the effect of what's going on. So right now, let's take any symptomology or any perceivable sickness, and let's just take a breath and let's go right into it. Let's write this second. Just ask it, okay, what are you about? Okay, you know, where are you coming from? Okay, when were you first created? Even asking our body, body, you know, when was it? And what took place when you first started um, shutting down at that time? And what's the first memory that the body shares with you, Tanya? Hmm. Um, for me, I was using my my symptom of digestive issues, and the memory I had was. I don't remember how old I was, but I was pretty little and in the crib, actually. And just a lot of feeling a lot of terror. You're still, you're, aren't you still hanging out in your crib? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, could, I, I couldn't help it, sweetheart. I love it. But <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. Yes, I, I'm actually in my, yeah, I'm in my crib. <laughs> Do you like my crib? Um, <laughs> All right, homie. <laughs> okay, so... You were in the crib, and what was going on, sweetheart? Um, I just I had this feeling of terror, and I think there was, like, yelling going on, um, arguing. Uh-huh. Now, let's go ahead and put your hand on your digestion. Because it's interesting, right? There's this new thing called yelling, screaming, and arguing going on around you that took you out of that space of integration, out of that space of safety, and, you know, even out of the perception that, you know, everything's a song and dance and, you know, everything's taken care of and so forth and peaceful harmoniousness and so forth. And then all of a sudden, like a huge sword going right through your digestive tract, and not just that, it's hearing the arguing that it's like a fire keeps escalating and escalating, getting larger and larger, and oddly enough, <clears throat> closer and closer. Now, in that instant moment, okay, didn't you also make the decision that you cannot trust, and it's not safe to be in a body on a planet. Yeah. If you follow it back <clears throat> to its source, right? Yeah. And now, fair enough, so now let's re-decide. Can, from the very fabric of our being, can we trust? 
um, the voice in my head, um, <laughs> which is my guidance, said yes. Okay. My higher self now, said yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And now, let's just, you know, feel the ground underneath us. We could even feel the physical walls if you want. Now, as far as trust goes, how much has the actual dirt underneath your feet being out of the planet, how much has the planet like literally let you down? Because you're never even tuning into it and looking all around you. I've never seen you fall into an endless pit or sinkhole that doesn't have a bottom. You're not floating around space somewhere. And how much can we trust the beautiful planet and the crest that we're walking on? Um, Fully. At this moment, I can say I can fully trust that. And it's not collapsing. It's not cracking apart underneath your feet. So, taking all of that to heart for a minute, how much can we trust the body? Because the body's made up of the minerals of the planet. Okay. So, how solid is the body? Independable. Yeah, absolutely. My body has been through a lot, and I can definitely depend on it. (laughs) It's still standing. And it hasn't hasn't let you down yet, right? Hmm. And you're still alive, which is always beneficial. (laughs) 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 These little things that, you know, oxygen, I mean, so taken for granted. But you're breathing, which is always good news. Okay. But see, when we start to explore it like that, just down to... It's bare minimum. Let's look at the reality of it. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I like that. Going you know, back to the simplicity and the, just the, the basics. Yeah, and it's it's kind of like, you know, I, I somewhat chuckle when I hear, okay, everything's this way. Or, dear ones, always do this. Well, and like... Always, like everyone does that. Well, I I start laughing really because you never always do anything, and then it's always uniquely individual. So it's yeah. even watching that. Yeah. Let's more and more watching. of your uniqueness shine through. Watching those words, always and never, I think is. You know how often how often do we do our egos go there for sure? Um, and will I know that we're getting close to the end of our time. Are you open to taking one more webcast question and a phone question? Absolutely, sweetheart. Okay, um, this is a really great question from Jig. I haven't been saying people's names or where they're from in London, and. Um, Jake says, hi, love you all, love Will and his team, so grateful for all your guidance on the planet. Can William um, talk about free will? Some say that free will is not real, free will is an illusion. Is there any truth in that? 
Okay, number one, everybody on this whole planet does have the opportunity for free will. But it's interesting because even I call it the free will game that looks black and white, kind of resembles an orca whale. Oh, that's free willy. Okay. So from here – I'm sorry. I was getting my wires crossed. Okay. But in a little spot on the chin. Okay. And now from there, the free will, it's either one or two things. It's when you decide out of love and brilliance, or if you take more the scenic route, that's very – it's decisions made with the source of it being from fear because there's only two things, love and fear. Okay, so when you're looking at free willy, okay, well, it's when you look at, okay – Am I going to come from the heart or am I going to come from sex, power, and greed? Which, you know, is kind of interesting because it definitely backfires on you when you come from there. But even coming from the heart, you know, it doesn't always make common logical sense once again, but you will come out on top through the process. Even when others may look at you like you have 25 heads and blah, 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 well, that's okay. You know, let's let them look at you however they look at you. But then, you know, it's interesting, right, how it unveils itself, unfolds itself, but how as you're expressing through the heart level, you know, it's not like you're going to the IRS and say, you know, let's really sit down and talk about our feelings. I mean, we don't want to get that out there with it. But, uh, but really, you know, how best can I lighten up the dear one's day or make me an instrument? Because that's more heart-based. And then as well, speaking to all of you and the rest of you as creator incarnate, all right, uh, that part of myself, speak through me, steer me, and journey me, and let's go and let everything unfold for my highest and best good and, you know, of course, for the highest and best good of all concerned. And that's where, you know, we have really stepped beyond the free willy game because now it's not about sex, power, greed. It's not about lack, poverty, consciousness, and definitely not about an inflated ego. It's more now you're in harmonance and dancing with all the brilliant unfoldments, but also dancing through your heart that is constantly opening, growing, expanding, and emanating. Mm. Does that better clarify that's that. we are? <laughs> yes, I love that, Well, um, Are you open to taking a phone question? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Let's go with Tampa. Hello, Tampa, Florida. Who do we have on the line? Hello there. It is Fran. Fran Capru. Lopez. How are you, Miss Fran? <laughs> I, I'm on the lowdown with the Pez. <laughs> <laughs> are you just pezzing around today, feeling low? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 
freedom, freedom from karma. So I like exactly. Uh-huh. You talked about the freedom from karma, but some of us are still playing the karmic game because we are why? Because but you're still the question. Oh yeah. Well, the question is, into, and I'm talking about relationships, and I, and specifically our heart relationships, because um, what you said there's, you know, there's not just one person. We broke this karmic thing, and. How do we work with the finding that heart connection versus the physical attraction connection? So I'm trying to understand that whole thing a little more deeply. Okay, so let's bring anyone that you would love to. Just bring them right in front of you. Okay. Okay. And... As as it's there, there, what do you see going on within all of their interesting um, inner workings? Well, putting the best that we can all um, physical attractiveness. Uh, to the side, because that's only temporary anyways. Okay. Okay. Because one day they're going to wake up and do a second check in the mirror that how do they become a California raisin? You know, and (laughs) so, you know, which, which, you know, it's pretty bizarre, but hey, I don't know, that hot spiciness might not be as strong at that point. But to each his own. Okay. So, so the attraction part, you know, it comes and goes. It's kind of like a phase. Okay. Now, because it is, and sometimes they're very attractive until they talk. So from there, <laughs> you know, it, it's a whole different, a whole different dance. <laughs> but but it's interesting, right? Because when you look at the heart, when you look at true connectedness, you know, that's when we look behind the metaphoric closed doors, and not just the psyche, sub-psyche, emotional calibrational work, but really looking through the core of their being, okay, of where they're coming from and what is super-duper important for them. And then, of course, you know, emotional age capacity, so forth and so forth, of being able to be in an optimum loving relationship with the heart from hopefully current age or beyond. So what do they look like right there? It's actually hard. It's hard to say, I guess, because as I... I move into it and I can feel um, it's I can feel 
more presence of but I can also feel like this distraction or and this other tug and pull. So okay. that's what now let's just happens. Okay, so let's let's look at the tug and pull. Mhm. Cuz that's where it starts to become a little bit iffy. Okay. And I say iffy because when you look at the tug in the pool, what's it looking like and feeling like? Um, scattered is what what comes to uh -huh. And what does scattered feel like? Because this is where you come in and before you know it, you're both going – Emotionally dyslexic, because there's not really a direction. Mm -hmm. Then you start to even guide the dear ones down a certain direction. And then when you're sleeping or not looking, the tug and the pull shows up and yanks you off track. Okay. Mm -hmm. Especially when you're intimate with the dear one physically, because that's where you're intertwining either energies or the hearts. Right. Okay. So in this case, what would you suppose the tug and pull is we are? Fear. Uh -huh. um, but I guess trying to feel like one matters, I think. And trying to prove it. Hmm. In their own different ways and trying to make themselves and protecting themselves to be to where you're the lucky one that has them and and being able to really um, put that out there, prove it, and trying to create all this buildup. Okay. To or now, they're more the superior party rather than side by side. Hmm. And that's where, you know, it becomes a little bit of a head scratcher. I mean, because, you know, this, that's just another point where they quit growing, which was about um, four, fourth grade um, when they started blending in but trying to stand out. And to be acknowledged. So what's it like for you to be dating a fourth grader? I mean, no judgment here, but. <laughs> <laughs> I had some really groovy glasses back then. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in the rest all remember, I mean, that's just one part it's not the whole package, okay? It's right, just the so part that's when the it part. To, uh -huh. Now, if you look at that, okay, mm -hmm. for yourself and specifically for yourself, no one else included, is that a deal breaker or is it just something that you're willing to, let's just say, honor, accept that that's just where they're at, not – and I'm not going to go into them coming to current age because now it really will become convoluted. Okay. 
because then it gets into trying to change him, blah, 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 right? Right, right. But That's you, crazy but town. You, well, it's crazy town, batty town, and a lot of hurt egos, unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, are you okay when it comes to an intimate, loving relationship? There's perks for dating a four-year-old, a fourth grader, right? Because <laughs> even from there, at least they're still pretty pure of heart. A lot of immaturity in ways, but that's okay. And is that like a deal breaker for you, sweetheart? Or can you just take a breath and, you know, laugh it off or, you know, be aware of it, but continuing to connect through the heart? How can you be, meaning how can I be clear with that? How can one be clear with that? How to? What is the beauty of a fourth grader? Especially. Eyes wide open, ready to play. Which is awesome. I'd rather be dating a, a fourth grader rather than someone that's getting ready to graduate from a physics uh, in university. I mean, <laughs> I'd like to have some life within <laughs> within the relationship, okay? Absolutely. Or getting married to a psychologist or psychiatrist that takes everything so serious and in like that gets odd because you're constantly under the microscope. Okay. And I'm saying it generally. I mean, of course, it's unique and different for everyone. But, I mean, fourth graders look pretty good, aren't they? Uh, yeah. It depends on the glasses, though. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> the groovy ones. Okay. <laughs> the groovy ones. <laughs> but you see, when you're looking at all this gorgeous, I mean – I wouldn't say personally that that's a deal breaker whatsoever. It's almost kind of endearing. I wouldn't necessarily let them run the finances, but um, you know the things <laughs> that you can, you know, come side by side with and just honoring and accepting with, right? Right. That we're saying, okay, well, you know, honestly, in the big scope of things, it really doesn't matter. It, what matters is the love, and then am I okay with this? Because wouldn't you rather have a someone to that emotional age of capacity rather than, you know, sitting there with a psychologist or psychiatrist with a glass of cognac talking about the epitome of a cell <laughs> and all of the unwritten hypotheses of a germ? You know, I mean… <laughs> a lot of stuff that for them is very important, but really doesn't matter. Right. I guess what happens uh-huh. is the question. So do we need to wrap this up? I was just looking at the time. Um, but just questioning it, to be sure or not sure is, I guess, what it boils down to. It's that that ego saying there could be somebody else out there. There could be something else out there. Um, but that but that kind of raises the flag, right? There mm-hmm. always there is always going to be somewhere out there else out there, unless everyone on the planet left the planet except for you and the other dear one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, do you have a nuclear bomb, Fran? <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were packing something. That was way too big of a purse. <laughs> so, um, but then, you know, you have to kind of question it, right? And the reason I keep coming back to questioning it is, all right, ego, is there something you're attempting to protect me from? Ah. Because we could handle it, you know, like Macy's, they have a great return policy, and we could return <laughs> them and exchange them, you know. And but, but see, that's what I look at until, so you know what, I have nothing to hold back, and I'll give the dear one, let's just say, a shot, a chance. Um, but also honoring that this sort of relationship that you're stepping into has nothing, not even close to identifying with any of the past relationships that ended up painful. Because mm. that's what's really trying to be protected is your heart. Aw, that smashed on heart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's been chewed up and taken all these different ways, and now... I'm not going to go back in that, but really, if we stop for a minute, you're not even close to being who you were way back when, nor even close to being where you were at way back when. Mm. Yeah. So, of course, it's not going to be repetitive. Mm. And then I'm not saying totally jump in. I am saying, well, why don't we explore it? And see what's there to be offered, right? So she shouldn't go to um, fly to Vegas and get married uh, today? <laughs> well, probably not today because the weather's off. And, you know, we, we might. It's hot there right now. That's it. If that's not a sign, I don't know what is. But, um, yeah, just being able to freely, openly, just exploring the dear one further. Not like like FBI, CIA stuff. But, you know, please do not tap their phone and, you know, look at their emails and all that fun stuff. But but where you can let it grow and open up and at least giving them the opportunity to step up beside you, sweetheart. Sounds wonderful. Well, thanks so much for all the information you shared today. It's always beneficial to connect with you. Appreciate it. I love you. And you too. I love you so much, sweetheart. And and thank you so much, Miss Tanya. I love you too, sweetheart. This has been such a blast. Oh, thank you, Will. And um, thank you, Francine, for that question. I think that was really powerful. Um, and everyone who asked a question, and I know we didn't get to everybody's today, so um, but such is life. So, Will, I know you. we need to wrap up, and you have a gift. Um, Will's free gift for you guys today is how to become the vortex and universal portal of light that you are and watching all that occurs around you. And you can receive Will's free gift. If you're on the webcast, there's a button at the top of the screen that says William's gift. If you're on the phone or you are listening on iTunes or Podbean later on to this replay, you can go to tanyapenny.com, and on the top, it'll say podcast. Just click on podcast, and it'll take you to this amazing replay um, conversation, as well as William's free gift, and really all the experts um, 
conversations and free gifts. So definitely go check that out, tanyapenny.com, and click on podcast. And um, Will, is there anything else that you want to leave us with? Any parting words, um, you know, for everyone that's listening today or to the replay? Well, the, to remember, and not just take it uh, verbatim, but really explore it, that the core of everything is still love. And starting to explore it, enjoy it. So like if, if you go into a place or the darkest of darkest places and so forth, really, you know, giving yourself the permission to open up, emanate, initiate, and also activating and amplifying more and more and more and watching how, you know, we're not trying to fit in, we're not trying to blend in because that creates a lot of unnecessary constraint and with the unnecessary constraint, it makes things go more discombobulated. So the more that we're there, we're emanating, we're shining, we're expressing with no holding back. We're not trying to fit into the situation or where everyone else is at, blah, blah, blah. You know, where you start watching more and more come into your life and also more and more starting to shift and change and open up your live stream because now we're being so much more integrous and honoring of oneself as well as remember all the dear ones that are in these situations, they're being steered there by their own higher levels for the beautiful ability to be affected and lit up by you to you know, and that's what you got to love with the whole universal orchestration because it's all there to run with, dance through, go beyond, but yet being able to continue to have a blast and enjoy in the process. Mm, thank you, Will, and thank you, everyone, for joining us today for Vibrant Body and Abundant Life. Um, feel free to share this with others who may be open to this message, needing this message. And please do join us tomorrow for another live conversation with expert Carrie Hummingbird. Um, it's going to be amazing as well. And remember to go grab your free gifts and just listen to all the conversations um, as you feel called to. Again, tanyapenny.com and click on podcast to see all the conversations free gifts, including Master William Linville's free gift and my free gift, the Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Starter Kit. All right, everybody, sending you lots of love, and just know that you are always guided and supported and never alone. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life with Tanya Penny. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend, and be sure to leave us a favorable review at iTunes. And remember to visit tanyapenny.com to receive all of your favorite free expert gifts, including Tanya's virtual workshop, The Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Blueprint.